I don't know where to start. <clears throat> I feel like podcasts are harder than people think they are. They are. Because you have to like kind of, you like you're talking to the person that you're talking with, but then you also have to like talk to like the people that are listening. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it's weird because like, I don't know who's listening. <laughs> Hi, people. Hi, people. But I'm also like not like concerned with that because I'm just trying to talk to you. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it, I feel it's... like I feel like our first recording, well, for me personally, our first recording was really good because I felt like I was talking to you. Yeah. And then I feel like the second recording that we did. I feel like that one I was more hyper aware about the audience quote unquote yeah and I don't know if that was like necessarily a good thing or a bad thing um I just know I was like much more nervous mm -hmm. about the things I was saying which is funny because in the first recording I said I didn't give a shit <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know we're here now <laughs> this is our third recording and I feel like it was like it was necessary just for us to get the words out that's true yeah this is all just us stream of consciousness mm -hmm. talking and so we just have to remind ourselves that that it's just like a stream of consciousness and whatever we say like it doesn't <clears throat> necessarily hold truth like even like yeah. an hour after we say it like yep exactly <laughs> and like it's just like how do we feel in this exact moment depending yep. on like all the circumstances that in the world that lead us to this very moment but like the second right, exactly. like, we end it I, I may not feel that way like something might happen and then I don't feel that way anymore yeah exactly so we're like transforming through our own words and and also, like, the shit in the world keeps changing a lot, too, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitions change, like, <clears throat> the context of words are, are changing. Mm -hmm. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Like, just yeah. sociologically. <clears throat> mm, I love it. Mm -hmm. um, right before this, I was on Instagram, and... I saw someone that I follow, she made a video about how like, um, why are women attacking other women by using, by saying that other women are doing things for the male gaze? Um, because one is like very victim blaming, right? But she was also saying how like the male, the term the male gaze was meant to like critique systems of oppression so like the patriarchy not like critique other women mm -hmm. like or like using or like feminists using it to like put other women down um so it's like hmm, interesting to bring that up yes yeah all that stuff <clears throat> I, I see people like taking things and like kind of switching it around and mm -hmm. like using like that goes for I think like the like the word like femininity too and like masculinity mm -hmm. 
and mm-hmm. how people are trying to at least I've been seeing like people trying to like define what they are and it gets to a point where it's like whoa like you just like went back in time to when they wrote books on how to be a woman (laughs) like but you're just instead of saying woman you're saying how to be feminine you know or like how to be like masculine like that's the same thing like when they used to write books on on that stuff and like teach it to girls in school damn that out and then uh, yeah I don't know it's just weird like just don't define it like (laughs) it's fine like let's go back to when it was all just a big fluidity construct and you don't have to think too deeply into it yeah whatever feels right for you Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is is how you should express yourself Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. also i've been talking with like like blackness and brownness is that a word brownness well I, I just I think I've only had that conversation with you to be um, honest <laughs> um and like um since I think you're the only person I've heard like use the word blackness um I feel like it just wouldn't even occur to someone else you know what I mean yeah I'm just trying to yeah I don't know exactly what to call it but yeah, people keep talking about it at work. And so it just keeps like being brought up. That's and, like, and then I get in situations where I am like, I think I'm, I think I'm like, I don't know. I can't tell if I'm like trying to gatekeep. <laughs> okay I'm interested I'm intrigued or or what but like no yeah I think no I'm just I'm 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 interacting with folks who want or like who see like no okay okay because at the Moja conference, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there was a presenter that was talking about like, he was going into like a historical, like deep dive on how people used to travel from different parts of Africa, like way before colonization mm-hmm. and, and how like West Africans you know, are really East Africans, they just traveled West, you know, like that kind of vibe, like everything, everything kind of started in that like Middle East, like region of Africa in terms of like civilization. And then from there, just, you know, they, they traveled. And then he was talking about, you know, and how they were the first ones to travel to um, America and the, the Americas, I guess, and had those interact 
Yeah. Like across the ocean? Mm-hmm. Okay. And before Columbus. Ooh. And had those interactions with the indigenous folks there. And that was why, and that he was saying that that was why that the pyramids that occurred in the Americas like resembled the ones that were in Africa because they brought that knowledge and they had like cultural mm-hmm. exchange um, mm-hmm. between their cultures. And that's why like the pyramids were like resembled the ones in Africa. Right. And, and then, but then he also did some stuff <laughs> where, uh-huh. <laughs> But then he also would like randomly like like put up a picture of like like young black men sagging their pants and being like, and this is but like this is why we we shouldn't be doing this because we're 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 royal and like we like you know we have all this knowledge and we're so like we we don't see ourselves as like being um as intelligent and as like amazing as we are and the fact that we knew science and like math and um we understood the stars like in ways that like now we don't know that anymore and and then so he's like and then he's connecting it to like people sagging their pants and like smoking weed that's funny like you can smoke weed and like also be a scientist. I know. <laughs> I know the stars. I know. Um, I know. That's so funny. The, you know, if I may contrast mm-hmm. that with a presentation I went to in August, um, and this person, um, is a writer, um, and kind of historian too, but studies mostly like Atlanta, Georgia, things like that. And it's funny because he was like, people on social media be like, yeah, oh, we were kings, we were queens. And he's like, bitch, most of y'all were trying to run away from kings and queens. <laughs> like, and I was just like, damn, <laughs> like, you know what? You know what? You smart. <laughs> you smart. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was so funny, like, just like the way that um, he was saying it and also like kind of like, I don't know just like the whole like trying to make it like people back then were smart in like royal gives anyone any deserving of like being alive or like conquering other people um but yeah I just thought that was funny mm-hmm. absolutely that's I think that's always been my like hesitation in like accepting that it doesn't come from because I don't believe in myself you know it comes from the fact that's like well because I remember like learning how you know yeah like the, all those pyramids they did have to be built and it wasn't like the king and the queens that were building them <laughs> you know like and that put in all that work and labor and yeah. you know probably so many folks that died like making them and like it was like their whole life that like that they had to commit to doing that and like who knows if that was something that was like by choice or what Mm -hmm. no 
So yeah, I forgot where I was, but that was connecting to. Oh, oh, you were talking about blackness, brownness, and white. Oh yeah, like and just then like, you were like at the Mojo conference, yeah. Yes, yes, because there is this theme of like understanding one another like cross-culturally and understanding like how indigenous and brown and black cultures and communities were all the same essentially Mm -hmm. but like and like that's that's the narrative that gets like talked about a lot and I'm just like we have yes we have more alike with one another Mm -hmm. than different Mm -hmm. but now currently our experiences are so different yeah and our and our experiences depending on where we are like geographically are just so different and where you come from and there's like I don't know like someone someone was talking to me about like their husband being Mexican but looking like white and so they were calling they were saying like oh like I feel like I feel like he's white passing um and because he's still Mexican like he has like that culture of like being Mexican and then I was like well yeah that can be true like that's not not I'm not saying that's not true I'm just talking about like what race versus ethnicity is yeah to me culture too yeah and like that's when and this goes back to definitions changing because as I was as I had that conversation and then I had the emoji conference where they were talking about um like cross-cultural identities it just made me think about what I learned in sociology about race and ethnicity and Mm -hmm. how race is something that is defined by others and Mm -hmm. ethnicity is defined by yourself and the community that you're a part of yeah and so I just think a lot of a lot of like conflict around that and around yeah. like whiteness would be easily solved if we just understood those definitions. Damn, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no, yeah. I think also like what you were saying earlier about like everything is also influenced by like your geographical location and stuff. I think it also everything also is impacted by your relationship to the state. And so like a lot of like white Mexicans, and I'm not gonna say white passing because like if you're white passing, you're white. That's <laughs> like, what I was that's what I was yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Like, exactly. No, like you're you're white. Like, you know, if there's the old metaphor, like if you get pulled over by a police, like they're not gonna know you're Mexican. Like they're not gonna know like what cultural traditions you practice at home like they're just gonna see you're a white guy right but anyways in terms of like the relationship 
to the state. I think that's where where my conflict is in because I don't think people understand that they are defining race and ethnicity based on their relationship to the state. Like a lot of white Mexicans, like depending on their relationship to the state, how far right they are, they're more than likely to call themselves descendants of Spaniards, right? Or like depending on your relationship to the state, you're more than likely to like define yourself based on you know where you grew up what practices what what culture norms you practice and stuff like that um and also once people like migrate to the u.s then they're gonna like redefine themselves in relationship to the state like are you a citizen are you undocumented or do you have your permanent residencies like things like that and i don't think people understand that like the state has redefined these labels for us like it is not like you know like mexicans like got together and decided like this is what we're gonna call ourselves right <laughs> like no bestie especially when they migrated to the u.s right like there's and and that goes back to what i learned in social one too <laughs> like you know like how does racialization happen um and it's, and it's like i don't know i think it's just ignorance but i don't think it's like it's both like intentional ignorance and also like unintentional ignorance regardless it's still ignorance right but yeah. yeah i think it's funny <laughs> that we were going to talk about megan the stallion <laughs> we'll get there we'll somehow get there <laughs> okay let's get there let's, let's just let it flow delete that part cut it out <laughs> okay anyways but yeah, the it's interesting that you're like having those conversations in like your field right now. And I don't know. I think it's just where like, yeah, because like those definitions, when does it not become a privilege to understand the definition of race and ethnicity? <laughs> okay. <laughs> You didn't need to hit me like this so you early know, in the morning. You know, like, when is that knowledge going to be accessible yeah. to everyone? Okay, so something that I was thinking before, but I was like, I don't know if I should keep talking. <laughs> so right before this, too, like, I was trying to go back to bed, but, like, I couldn't. So I was, like, reading on, like, um, history. And I mean, like, ancient, ancient, like, pre- pre-historic society history right because i'm always like interested like why don't we know that and shit like why why don't we know about like middle eastern influences on culture and religion and like things like that um or like <clears throat> i don't know but anyways because i feel like i don't know people are like very like conflicted about like quote unquote well then who are we <laughs> right and i'm like hmm, that's weird but also like i can kind of see why some people want to know more about that but i was reading about this one guy who said something about how like hold on let me remember because i lost my train of thought because then i had other thoughts in the stream of consciousness but it was somewhere along the lines oh okay i remember now of like I don't even know what this guy is or what he like stands for, but he was in the article that I was reading. 
about how like he doesn't think that conflict um especially like armed violent conflict needs to happen in order for there to be peace like he believes that like um a natural flow of like society will emerge from simply spreading education to everyone um and that education should be like free and like i think basically under the lines of like education like should be like accessible to all um that's what i got from it but this guy was like like first than dead like hundreds of years ago so mm-hmm. like i don't know like what what well, you know what his like actual thoughts were and stuff but i just thought that that was interesting because that is the first time and like i know that there are people who are like pacifist and stuff you know that they don't believe in like conflict and like armed conflict and stuff but like i just thought it was weird that he really felt like something good was going to happen out of just people naturally um be more educated mm-hmm. and that is contrasted by everything that like we've seen is more like prominent which is like um people being evil and like people believing in like armed conflict and stuff like that and i'm just like hmm <laughs> you know <laughs> that's interesting but mm-hmm. yeah. Because even folks that <clears throat> that do gain access to education and knowledge, they still there's still plenty of folks that make the decision to not care anyways, you know, or to not to not engage in like putting it into practice at least, like putting their knowledge yeah. into practice. And I'm not talking about everyday folks, like, I'm just, I guess I'm referring to people who use money to gain power and, like, steal resources, because I think it would be foolish to, like, I don't think people in power like that are just stupid. I really don't. Like, I think, I think they do know, like, all the things that we're talking about and I think they know what privilege is and I and I think that they know what you know how 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 they got into those positions yeah so just spreading education and knowledge like yeah that's not and we've seen it like happen like in cycles too where it it kind of does take a like boom of like violence to affect um to to like change people's approach approaches like you know there's like it takes like like yeah like uproars protests um yeah little like civil wars to really like shift things did you see that video about the guy who was receiving a word and a word from like the police for like responding to like um someone who was injured? No. No. Anyways, you should watch it. <laughs> it's pretty good. What like, happened? Um, so so like they're about to get so they give him the award, right? And then he goes up to like the podium to give like a short little speech. He takes off his sweater and it's like a red shirt that says, you know. 
I forget what it says, but it was along the lines of like fuck white supremacy um, or like end white supremacy or something like that. No, smash white supremacy. <laughs> I mean, I don't remember. I don't know. I keep correcting myself. I like I smash. Remember. I like smash. Yeah, yeah I think it was smash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it was great. Like the officers were like, and it's on live TV. Wow. Um, yeah. And then he starts to go on of like, you know, what is wrong with the police, you know? even during the situation that he was in of why he was the one who had to react, right? And then, like, afterwards he goes, and just remember, riots work. <laughs> like, and I was just like, yes! And, you know, he was definitely using his, 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 his privilege, you know, because, like, that was, like, the prime example of, like, using your privilege. And it was great. Like, mm-hmm. I was just like, wow. You know? Speaking it into existence and love that. Love that it was great and then afterwards like the police officer goes up to him and like he looks kind of scared <laughs> like kind of like on like edge. oh okay like yeah they're just like and thank you for that <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically it's like um, what did you think <laughs> mm-hmm. pretty funny smash smash white supremacy smash it smash it but yeah, so like, is education going to help us? Education, because because no matter how, no matter how many times you you go around talking to people, like they're still just gonna be like, "What? I don't, I don't, I don't know." <laughs> That's how. I think art is a good one too. Hmm. Yes, absolutely. Oh. Did you see Wendell and Wild? I did not. Oh my goodness, it's so good. <clears throat> I thought it was kind of like a like like I thought it was just gonna be like a like a little spooky Halloween movie, you know, mm-hmm. like a cute little spooky Halloween movie, but like mm-hmm. <clears throat> with black people. Mm-hmm. but it was like better and Ooh. they talked about like the prison industrial complex <clears throat> Ooh. and like private prisons and kind of showcased the the role of private prisons and like the backside of like how they how they work um in a way that was like very like artistic I would say what's it called Wendell and Wild it's really I mean it's about though like it's about this girl that um she gets marked as a hell maiden and and um so through that she has to like figure out how to like use her powers because and then she she because she's a hell maiden she's able to summon these two demons called Wendell and Wild and the demons like have their own agenda and like their own backstory so like we understand like the, the demons like point of view on things it's interesting and like but then also we're like feeling for the girl 
who like wants what she wants and <clears throat> we're understanding like her point of view and yeah it's just like all around like kind of shows the different ways and and it shows how like you can like I guess be like susceptible to like your demons like your metaphorical demons damn. you know damn it was good but yeah that was good and and that connects to like I think I don't know I think when when people watch it like they'll they'd be able to like kind of understand you know what the movie was talking about but because it's in it's a because it's a mainstream film it's on Netflix and it, it was like promoted a decent amount because it had like the big banner like so like you know when it right. when like they put on the big banner and and like it automatically like plays a snippet right so it had like that which who who knows how much that costs to to like to do that but damn I think it should cost money yeah <laughs> <laughs> and um so I think because it was done it's a movie that was promoted mainstream it's like they definitely probably couldn't go as deep into like how how like prisons have affected people they kind of had to take a more broader approach yeah and then that goes to like I guess how does mainstream cult like how mainstream culture educates people and like if it's art if it's if the artwork is mainstream is it still valid mm. valid all valid questions I think also you know people who think critically or we're taught to like think critically, I feel like at some point, it's very hard to turn that off, even when you're watching mainstream movies. Mm -hmm. And like, I kind of wonder of like, is that healthy? <laughs> like, you know, like, so, you know, maybe, maybe it's okay to be ignorant sometimes, because then you're just gonna be sad all the time. Mm -hmm. But but also I feel like I wouldn't change it any other way like mm -hmm. I am happy with I'm okay <laughs> I am okay with my lens that I see the world through and that's because of my own experiences so yeah mm -hmm. and it's because of your own experiences and it's because of the people that came before you that informed Dead your experiences end. and we love them. And we love them. Mm -hmm. I think that's why, like, for me, sometimes when once like a music artist becomes mainstream, like I like their music less. Or like I also see like that it's sad when artists that become mainstream only after they become mainstream 
and much and powerful can they say things that's really on their mind mm -hmm. like for example like hmm, there's well there's a bunch of artists that i can think about but they essentially like once they become popular with like a ca catchy song and things like that then next thing next thing you know like their upcoming album is like really like analytical of like social forces and like things like that um which is cool enough but it's also kind of sad that if they hadn't gone mainstream then we probably would have never had the chance to hear things like that mm -hmm. yeah like megan yeah <laughs> she well i mean she's always been hella cool even before she was mainstream like I used to love listening to her like before she was mainstream because like in general her music is very powerful but now that she is much more mainstream she's doing like a like a mental health album yeah which is kind of very different I mean completely different from her other music even before she was mainstream right so like it kind of makes me sad that like only as becoming mainstream as she has um can she make something like that be very well known um and culturally and like through social media and stuff mm -hmm. yeah that go that's like and that's because of like the labels that artists are attached to like mm -hmm. it's almost like the artist has to reach a certain like level for the label to just be like you know what yeah like we're gonna let you just do what you want um because you've made us all this money <laughs> <laughs> so now it's at a point where you know what even if this album isn't a hit we're, we're still chilling because you made us x amount of money in like the last mm -hmm. two albums mm -hmm. and and they they prioritize those artists um over other artists where like and then that trickles down as to why like the newer artists on labels can't have their music released because it's like okay exactly. well <clears throat> if if someone if a bigger artist is planning on releasing their album this weekend no one else can release their album this weekend <laughs> or even for probably the next few months like yeah I yeah. never even thought about that and with Megan I think I think she is starting to get to that level but at the same time she's like she's an interesting like case because she still receives like so much pushback at oh the same God, time yes. and so like it I'm sure like on her end it probably does like this album coming out probably still feels like such a big risk for her but at the same time mm -hmm. you know I don't know like she has like she has that mentality and like that confidence to do whatever is calling to her mm-hmm but I don't know, I can't help but think that maybe she's also probably nervous and like scared about 
you know, what the outcome could be. Or maybe not yeah. because it's like uh, because because yeah like she's already received so much critique so why at this point it's like fuck it <laughs> <laughs> no dead ass but yeah I I hadn't even thought about that and I think that makes sense because I think she tweeted something about like um I don't got Twitter but I'll be on Twitter <laughs> um she, she said something about how like um it takes a lot for her to be seen as strong, right? Kind of like implying that just because she is strong doesn't mean that she's not capable of feeling vulnerable. Um, or it's all, or like going back to the whole shit with Tory Lane, he was like, he's an abuser. And it's like, just because Megan is strong and confident doesn't mean that he's not an abuser. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, speak on it. Speak on it. Makes me so mad. Mm-hmm. Someone said, The Breakfast Club. Do you listen to The Breakfast Club sometimes? Sometimes, like, mostly unwanted videos. <laughs> 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 not, not, not according to my own will. I like it because like it just throws me for a loop sometimes like Mm -hmm. (laughs) like yeah and so it just I don't know like like Charlemagne was like actually really cool in 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 terms of like this topic and like was Mm -hmm. like showing support For Megan but the other guy I don't know his name <laughs> I wonder why I wonder why um, the other guy was like talking he was like he just wasn't thinking about like Megan's actual like feelings um mm. and it was just like and the, okay wait let me backtrack this is about this is talking about the comment that Drake made on the song, oh. on, on the new song. Oh. And he was saying that, like, oh, it's just hip hop. Like, that's what we do, you know? That's what, mm-hmm. that's what it's about. Like, it's just, like, putting spins on words and, like, you know like it's like the artistry of like how we like use words and like it's like a it's a play on words basically and I was just like and then yeah like instantly I was like oh my god I can't believe he said that like (laughs) I don't know (laughs) like he 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 said his truth like that's for sure that's for one thing he said what he felt and he felt that it was just a play on words and that Megan shouldn't take it personal and like people shouldn't take it personal because that's hip hop. And like, <clears throat> and then Charlemagne was like, I don't know, dude. Like, I don't think, I don't think we have to like, I, I think there's, I think we're at an age now. He was ta- like for him and like the folks in the room, like we we're at an age now where we can look and we can critique hip hop for like how, how it 
promotes violence and like mm-hmm. and the the things that should be should change in regards to making light of people's like traumatic experiences especially yeah. if that person comes out and says this was a traumatic experience <laughs> you know like she's she's talked about how that experience has affected her like numerous times and has had to defend herself numerous times and yeah Mm -hmm. for like so for Drake to make that comment is just at that point it's it's wrong you know it's it's wrong when you know someone isn't she's not down to like she's not someone that is like down to like be like made made jokes of or like you know yeah and so I think that's where it's like yeah can't can't make light of people's traumatic experiences mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it kind of goes like that one thing you know satire is meant to critique like people in power and like um things like that it's if you're making fun of someone like that's not satire like that's bullying um and kind of like this like it's not just a play on words because it's like he said stallion like and like she's like the prominent like embodiment of a stallion right like mm-hmm. there's no like there's there's just no way around that mm-hmm. and he's fucking trash for even thinking that like that was okay like if, if you a smart cookie and you want to do play on words with your rap and your hip-hop there's so many other things that you could have said and you made this deliberate choice yeah to be fucking toxic yeah no there's just no way around that like even if it is just hip-hop like he made a conscious choice to promote something in hip-hop that he shouldn't have mm-hmm. conflict you know conflict. fucking men just want conflict when there should be none <laughs> yeah And he's and he is also at that level where he can say anything and like and it goes that that's like the opposite side of it where like yep. when when folks get to a certain level and you know now they feel like they can say like what's really on their minds but in a more negative way yep. of like oh okay I'm just gonna like do whatever. Yeah and like not think about the consequences because I don't have to face them because I'm Drake (laughs) and and I think that comes from him being an insecure man but an insecure man with a lot of power and privilege because he's a man and because he is light-skinned yeah um and because like he grew up around power and privilege like he's not you know, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't struggle growing up. <laughs> like, no, like, let's, let's start there. And then, and, and like, mm-hmm. go ahead, say it. <laughs> no, that's, I mean, that just explains that really, it, it all just explains like why he does the things that he does. <laughs> no, yeah. And you know, did, did you see the tweet? I don't know if you saw the tweet, but it was like, he was like, um, Megan has been the quite opposite. Like she has struggled and she has struggled like um, 
through lack of power and privilege, through her like identities of like who she is, and not even just identities, just how others perceive her, right? But like on top of that, like she's educated, and he had the audacity to like not be like formally educated, mm-hmm. and then like still bash on her being educated. Like it just makes no sense. Like, are you insecure about this? Because if so, talk about it. But don't put others down. You know, don't put others down. Like, you know, talk about your insecurities. You know, yeah. like put it out there. Put it on the table. You know, mm-hmm. like you're you're a grown man. Um, and how is it that like women, especially like um black women, always have to be the ones to put their insecurities on the table in order for someone to like empathize with them, right? But Drake got me fucked up. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, bro, I didn't even listen to your music before this. Like, because mm-hmm. <laughs> you're trash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but. <sighs> yeah. Conflict. Yeah, if he were to, like, okay, switch it, switch it up. Like, if he okay. were to actually, like, maybe talk about his insecurities through that mm-hmm. lens and like mm-hmm. made himself like <clears throat> vulnerable and like kind of like the what's that phrase the butt of the joke or like the right like 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 turned the joke onto himself right like yeah. that would have been way more impactful like yep. he would have gotten the attention that he probably wanted yep. you know like but in a way that like is a little bit more respectful and just like authentic like it kind of goes the same for like I think comedians too like when comedians can make the fun of themselves and like you know uh, Mm -hmm. just like talk about their own like insecurities rather than like other folks then it it is it's funnier it's more like you can actually like you can laugh at the fact that wow like this person is being so vulnerable and like silly with me (laughs) exactly men with big egos like if he were to if he were to take because he he also he does have so many jokes and memes like made about him you know (laughs) and so like Talk about that. Oh no. <laughs> like talk about the fact that you are just an evil, light-skinned rich man, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like it's not it's not that hard. Like it's not that hard. It's not that hard. He's like <laughs> someone was like Wait, what did they say? I think I liked I think I liked a tweet or something about it. Like the tweet. <laughs> oh, that was funny. <laughs> Serena, your husband a groupie. And then it's just him oh, hugging like hugging a bunch of like basketball players. <laughs> I'm dead ass. No, like <laughs> also just the thought that like like okay, so there has been a lot of like um black woman saying before this that drake is trash like even before this and like i just think it's like ridiculous that 
he had the audacity to be like an insecure man after being rejected. And then he goes on to call Serena's husband the groupie. And it's like, man, you were the groupie. Like, it was you. This is always, like, always. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, <sighs> no, no, no. But also, his like whole thing with Rihanna. Rihanna really dodged a bullet with that one. Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah, she, she knew. She knew the second, like mm. she probably got close and was like, "Oh, <laughs> bye." Just kidding. Yeah, not for me. And and I, that's probably anyone that's like. Remember when him and Millie Bobby Brown like were a thing? And like the <laughs> fact that he wasn't canceled after that, like boy, what? Like, that is a like, girl. What? She was a girl, a full child. There you go, a full child. Because you know, a girl like a teen. No, she was not a teen yet. Yeah, I also feel really bad for Millie Bobby Brown too. Oh my god, I yeah. hope she's okay. <laughs> Millie, are you okay? <laughs> are you really? Because lately, like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I I saw one of her. Uh, um, it was like a like a mm, promotion, mm-hmm. <laughs> a promotional video with her and that one guy. I want to say his name is Henry Cavill, but I could be wrong. But it was just so weird. Like, we know her, like, as a child. And I think that it was just very weird. The video was really weird. Yeah. Like, I, I just, I don't know. It just fell off. And I don't know if it fell off because my gut was telling me something. Or in general, like, it was just a creepy thing to watch. But. Mm-hmm. I think that goes for a lot of like how her interactions have been with adults and how adults interact with her. It's very weird. Yep. And in that in that movie, she plays a young girl with older brothers. And so mm-hmm. he's supposed to be her older brother. But like, I don't know. Like the video yeah. is just creepy and you know it's funny i think we've been here for an hour oh yeah okay and we said we can we could keep it short <laughs> i don't know about that because i think we just touched it no i think it'll i think we'll, i think it'll be cut short okay that's fine yeah we touched on things conflict mm-hmm. ultimately our our thesis of this episode Mm -hmm. is I don't know I don't know what I talked about Uh, (laughs) um it's that we're surrounded by conflict I don't know conflict is surrounded by us we didn't we didn't really get into we didn't really get into like um how like what what is the like how does all of 
this like media and stuff like affect us you know (laughs) and that's okay that's okay we don't we don't need to get into it I don't think right now well I mean that's true and also we could use like our outro like maybe one minute two minutes to say like how this impacts us and conflict I don't know yeah I don't even know what to say though it affects me yeah just that it It affects me (laughs) it affects me (laughs) I know one thing it affects me (laughs) I'd be lying if I said that it didn't yeah yeah exactly you know that's perfect and I yeah that's how going into the how that's that's for another time you know I think Mm -hmm. acknowledging acknowledging that it does Mm -hmm. acknowledging that you know we are all affected by it is a big step and let's stop pretending that we just consume all these things and it's like just to pass time like no everything is affecting us all the time and you know maybe one of the ways it's affecting could be that my memory is gone (laughs) (laughs) and that I can no longer store information in my brain (laughs) love that my attention span dead exactly yeah but it was dead to begin with so it's fine okay love that outro love it Live it. Good. 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 Okay, bye. I'm saying bye to the bye to the recording. Bye to the recording. Oh, bye to the audience. Bye to the audience. I forgot you were there. That was actually good. At one point I forgot. I forgot. That was good. Okay, anyways, bye.